are a prime minister, a king or queen, or perhaps the president of an important country, you would have security staff whose entire time and energy would be dedicated to keeping you safe. To do that, every journey you took, every speech you made, and every meeting you, you had would be assessed for the possible risk of something bad happening to you. Okay, so you're actually not the Prime Minister or the Queen. But does that mean that taking risks is okay for you? Have you ever stopped to consider the risks that you are living with each and every day? Hi, I'm David Wright, host of the podcast series Succeed With Money and founder of the Spending Planners Institute. The Institute is the leading authority in providing education and assistance in helping people to remove their money stress, solve their everyday money problems, and getting back in control of their lives. You know, nobody fails with money on purpose, so every week in this podcast we're exploring the causes of money stress and the solutions so our listeners can succeed with money. Today we're looking at risk. Every time you walk out the door there is the risk that something bad might happen to you. In a lot of cases, the risk is so low that we just ignore it. For example, you could be struck by lightning today, but the likelihood is so low that we don't consider it necessary to even think about it. If you drive a car, there's a risk of a road accident. If you're smart, you'll have car insurance to cover that risk. You certainly wouldn't want to crash into a Rolls Royce or a Ferrari and have to pay for the repairs out of your own pocket, that's for sure. Everyone in Australia has health insurance in the form of Medicare, and many people have private health insurance as well to cover the risk they may catch some dreaded disease or experience an injury of some sort that requires expensive treatment they may not be able to afford. Over the last little while, Carolyn and I have been looking at what we consider to be the financial basics that everyone should know and understand, and we realised that insurance was something that we needed to cover. There are different areas of insurance, from general insurance, such as car, home and home contents, and there is life insurance, where you can insure your number one asset, you. Today we want to look at life insurance and who better to talk to on this topic than Mr Life Insurance himself, Kent MacDonald. Kent is a financial planner and the principal at K2 Wealth, which is based in Brisbane. Kent and I have been business associates and friends since about 2001, so I know I can rely on his expertise. I recently recorded an interview with Kent. Let's listen to what he had to say. Kent, welcome to the call. Yeah, thanks, David. Thanks very much for the, the opportunity to uh, speak to your following. Now, you, just before we came on the call, said to me that we need to do some legal stuff before we start this conversation. What's that? Well, David, nowadays we have what's called a code. Uh, it's the FASIA code. And the FASIA code is effectively saying that as financial planners, we have to give a warning. Uh, we're going to give, uh, we're going to be talking about a lot of financial planning uh, today, or particularly just in relation to life insurance and income protection in, in that matter. But on that basis, uh, we are required to just say that this is general advice only. Uh, please, uh, we're not taking into account any body's personal situation and if they do need to go and get personal advice please seek out a professional please seek out a, a, a life risk writer uh, or broker or a financial planner um, but this is just general advice so it's just to give them all a bit of an indication of the things that they should be looking out for so uh, right yeah 
anyway, that's right. it's just required. <laughs> okay, that's just butt covering, and we've now covered our butts. Basically, <laughs> what we're saying is, and anybody listening into this who goes, "Yeah, oh, that's some really good information," I know exactly what I need to do now. Uh, uh, that's not the case. That what they do need to do right now is go and talk to someone to get advice that's specific to them. Yep, and and just check it out because it, it doesn't it doesn't uh, oh well it, it doesn't hurt to make sure that you're on the right path and uh, better yeah. to find yeah. out up front rather than at the end of the day when you go at claim time and all of a sudden someone comes back to you and says oh sorry we're not going to be able to pay that claim because yeah. you didn't disclose something to us so right. this is anyway it's it's Right. Seek professional but, advice. Absolutely. So here's the thing, Kent, and I, I know it's not just life insurance, but when people get home from a hard day at work, I don't think too many of them really want to sit down and read through pages and pages and pages of information about insurance products to decide what would and wouldn't be right for them. So I think we can pretty much assume that people, A, need to know what products are available, why they might or might not want them, um, but you know, understand that people really aren't interested in reading those sorts of documents and that's why they have to go and get specific advice. So let's talk about what, what are the, the sorts of products that you know about, that you're a specialist in, that people really need to find out a little bit more about so they can make smart choices? Well, David, if, if you were starting, uh, and, and let's, let's take a, a young Oh, a young person who's just going into the workforce. They've just finished uh, high school, they've gone into uni, or they might have just gone and got their first job. Yep. So what's what's the first thing that, the, that they're going to come across? Well, they're going to come across an employer that said to them, uh, Johnny or, or Jill, what's your, what's your superannuation fund? Because <laughs> they need to pay into it, yep. Yeah, we need to pay into it. You're doing more than... Uh, for $450 per month. So on that basis, we need to pay you superannuation, which is currently sitting at 9.5%. Yep. So on that basis, Johnny and Jill go home and see mum and they say, mum and dad that night, and they say, mum and dad, my employer says I've got to go and have a superannuation fund. Which one yep. should I choose? <laughs> now, yep. on that basis, they the employer, they might have... Uh, a little bit more now and say, well, look, Johnny and Jill, you can take my superannuation fund or you can take one of the many industry funds that are available to all, all comers. So uh, yep. you, can, you can go online and pick out numerous industry funds. And with that, you can then look at it and say, well, okay, uh, I've now got a superannuation fund, but there's this thing attached to it that's called life insurance. Now, okay, and is that pretty much all of those funds? It is, but they've brought new rules in where it's called protect your super. Uh, right. In in effect, what the government have done is is say to people, well, you know, someone who's under twenty five, uh, what do they need insurance? Someone who's in their fifties and who have a mortgage and who have commitments as far as family and. Yep. younger family and all these other debts to pay off, there's a real need. But yep. for someone who's just starting in the workforce who looks at it and says, well, what, why do I need life insurance? And I think... Right, because that's just basically going to be a drain on the money in, that's going in. Ab absolutely. 
Yes, right. it is. So there'll be... There's no free lunches here, mate. Uh, that, that, <laughs> they might all think that they're going to, uh, oh, that's great, my employer's paying for that. No, that's not the case. If you go and look at your fund and look at the statement, it'll come in and it'll say, okay, um, we're going to give you a limited amount of life cover and a yep. limited amount of um, total and permanent disability. Um, yep. we, we can explain that a little bit down the track. Um, yep. And then we might say, well, there's also some income protection or salary continuance right. insurance. And, and there's a premium which is taken out of their super fund to pay for those policies. Yes, there is. And, and right. that, so, so... That's, that's based on the level of or the number of units that you may have. Or yep. you might even, because a, a lot of them will say, uh, we will give you aged-based cover. Now, on that basis, when do you see the need for maximum amount of cover? Well, not when you're 18 and just left school, because if you got killed in a, in a car accident, that would be tragic, but there's no dependence, there's no commitments to worry about. So, Well, is there? Yep. Are we sure so, about that? Because well, I, I'm, you've got to think about it. You've had yeah. mum and dad that have been looking after you for many, many years. You've yeah. got to look at it from the point of view of, well, mum and dad might not be self-funded. They might be, let's say you might have a, a person who's in their mid-50s. And they might have, you know, kids that are in their early 20s or late teens. Let's call it early 20s. Yep. They could be going to university. They could be doing anything. But on that basis, you look at it and say, well, hang on. Yes, you're correct. I don't have any debts as such because hex, if I get a hex debt, I don't have to pay that back in the event of premature okay. death. Yep. But what legacy would I want to leave my parents should I were, if I were to die in a car accident at a young age. Yeah, and, and, and that would be a lovely gift for a teenager to do for their parents. Not sure that that many teenagers are thinking that way, but it's certainly not. worth, possibly worth not. thinking about. Yep. But, but then you've got to also look at it and take that a little bit one step further because, yeah, you don't, you don't want to see anyone's life uh, cut short tragically, right, no. through, through, through a tragic accident. But what are most kids doing at the early ages in their early 20s, having just left school. Most of them have got their first car. So what is the possibility? It's probably a lot higher amongst the, the males, and I, I haven't got the stats on it, mate, so I can't really go and say to you there's this. I, I think most people know that young males sort of un, under 30 are, are the more likely to be killed in a road accident. So. That's, that's just testosterone, yeah. mate. That's just testosterone. Yeah. <laughs> but what you've got to look at it, is on that basis, yes, if, if, if something so tragic happens, at least there's money there to pay for final expenses and potentially give the loved ones, his mum and dad, uh, some form of legacy into their retirement because some yeah. and a lot of people are yeah. really struggling in, these day, in this day and age to fund yeah. and be self-funded as far as their, their retirement years. But, oh, well, that would be lovely. Yep. Um, um, and I, I, you know, take my hat off to any teenagers that are thinking that way. But um, so you're, we'll go back to your question about the when's the most risk. I would have said the most risk was kind of once the children start coming along into your thirties and forties when you got teenage kids, probably. Absolutely, because you're going to rush out and going to buy buy a house. But yep. mate, go back one step. 
because attached to the cover, that life cover, is total and permanent disability. Now, I mentioned right. it before and I said I'd come and explain it. Now, total and permanent disability just means that in the event of you having an accident and you're unable to work for a period of greater than six months and yep. you're no longer totally and permanently disabled, once that okay. happens, yep. you're going to be sitting there saying, I can't work anymore, David. Yep. Now, the thing is and how they structure these up is that your total and permanent, particularly under an industry fund, you cannot have your TPD higher than your life cover. Right. So what does that mean? Well, a young person, as we just said, their need for life insurance is very, very low. Low. Yep. Particularly when they're starting out and they haven't got huge debt and they haven't got family commitments or 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 a dependent. But they do have a need for total and permanent disability. Because yes. if they were in a car accident and they were to be disabled and their income was to cease, how much will they need to live their lifetime? And you've got to look at it from the point of view of, mate, how much would you look if I couldn't if I was earning, let's say I was earning uh, $30,000 a year, $30,000 yep. a year. Now, it doesn't sound like much, but earning at 5%, I would need, in order to generate $30,000, I would need a, a lump sum of around $600,000. Yep, and in order, you can get 5%. Yeah. And, and that would give me 5%. Now, you've got to then take into account the taxable and all of that sort of tax that that, that would yeah. come because you're under 55 and there are certain calculations that need to be done and so forth. But yeah. what we're getting at is when you have a look at some of the industry funds, they will say, yes, we'll give you maybe four units of cover. And that four units of cover for someone might amount to $220,000. I'm well, just going to say, what, what's a unit of cover, Kent? What, well, what does well, that mean? It, it all comes back to... Uh, each each super fund, they they they'll say, okay, I might say I want um, four units of cover, and let's say uh, they might be fifty five thousand dollars in each one of those units, and you can right, so and you can determine how much cover you want, but in time those units may be decreasing as you get older. Right now, that could be a bit of a problem. If at some time in the future you thinking you had four units of cover and two hundred and twenty thousand dollars, but when the time came at claim time, which you haven't checked your policy for a number of years, you've now jumped from age, call it twenty-five. You're now thirty-five or forty-five, and yep. you find that your cover has decreased, or one unit of cover has decreased from fifty-five thousand down to. $40,000. And you go, hang on, I thought I had $220,000 of cover. This is you why it's once, really not important. Anymore. Yeah, not, not anymore. Yeah. But this, this is why, David, it's very, very important that people just don't take the blase attitude of, oh, she'll be right, mate, I've got cover under superannuation, without first so of all going and checking it. So when you see these ads on the TV where people, you know, role playing, oh, we've just had a baby, so I think we should get some life insurance. Um, really, that's there's no no advisor, there's no one watching over that and making sure that any of these things aren't going pear shaped. 
No. Um, it's kind of opportunism, but it's it's it needs more than that, really. Look, David, that's that's the direct insurance market, and you'll find that no advice is given, and you as the person seeking uh, the cover have to have to confirm to the I'll call it order taker uh, because that's what they are they're order takers all they're doing is saying the level of cover of million dollars is this is how much it's going to cost you they they don't do uh, a, a client fact find see under the new code we have to go and find out the financial needs, objectives, and current financial situation of each individual in order for us to be able to provide personal advice. And personal advice is what is is given to each and every retail client. So that's the mums and dads on the street. That's you. That's me. Everybody is a retail client, unless you're earning millions of dollars and, and quite sophisticated. So yeah. pretty well, it's probably 90% of the of the population. But on that basis, we as financial advisors need to make sure that we go and find out where you are today, where what have you currently got, which is going and observing each of your superannuation accounts and seeing what insurance you've currently got in place and what you haven't got. And then we come back and say, You've asked me to provide you with income protection. But I notice here, Johnny and Jill, that not only have you got income protection, which is only giving you a two-year benefit, you actually can get a policy that will have a two-year wait, which will take you through to age 65 or age 70. But by the way, you're also missing trauma insurance. Now, this is the reason why you go and talk to a financial planner or an insurance broker, because they will be able to, yes, I've heard that, you know, I, I need it because it, I've seen it on TV and I can go and buy it direct, but I'd like to understand the detail, the benefits that I am going to be able to get from uh, underwritten policies as opposed to direct policies, all right? Yeah. So it's very important, and this is where our industry has changed. Uh, we have a greater obligation to reach out to clients to find out what their requirements are. And yes, a client will know, yes, my friend said that I need income protection. What do I have to do? Well, did your friend also mention that we can hold that inside super or we can hold it outside super? What is your preference? And what does that mean in relation to your cash flow? Because, David, you, you are a guru in in uh, you know budgeting and so forth yeah. we we have to make sure that with the client we can say to them yes you can afford this either inside super and if they can't afford it uh, outside of super in the household budget then we can look at ways of being able to make it affordable inside super but the big problem with doing that is that you are cutting in to your retirement savings now say that to a 20 year old who says oh but i'm not going to retire for another 45 47 years well they might not worry too much about it but it's also a great opportunity that they be looking at their expenditure and they're looking at their cash flow to make sure that they can afford these things all right And, and that's a that's a big that's a key a key ingredient to getting any good 
financial plan set up and established. Right, eh? So we started out, we talked about Johnny and Jilly just finished school. They've got, the boss says we need a super fund. They can get their own super fund or the boss might suggest that you know, he might already have a super fund that is his default if you don't have one or if you don't pick one of your own. Yep. And part of that money that's going into your super is going to go to life insurance. Um, yes. And, and I think from the, the conversation earlier, we we're basically saying, well, at that age, there's not so much need for life insurance unless you want to be nice to mum and dad in the event of your premature passing. But without life insurance, you can't have the total and permanent disability. Is that right? Correct. And some, then some funds, there, there are some uh, providers that will just provide you with what's called a standalone total and permanent disability. All right? TPD, Policy. Yep. Total and yep. permanent disability. And on that basis, you can do it, but you will find that most industry funds, they will say you've got to have your life cover and you've got to have your TPD. And your TPD can not be more, as far as the lump sum is concerned, but it cannot be more or exceed the amount of life cover that you have. So, right. for example, if I had 200,000 of life cover, I've got to have 200,000 of TPD. Yeah. And that, right. that's so they can make sure that they get enough premium income to, to cover what they need to do. Right, yeah? You'll, so, be, you'll be paying premium, yes, you will. Yeah. Now, you mentioned trauma a minute ago, so let's explore that because I, I need to understand more and I think our listeners need to understand more about what that is. Well, trauma insurance is, is quite simply, it's not, it's not uh, a, an insurance that is spoken about uh, regularly or often. Um, it's only because uh, it's not provided for under your life, uh, under your superannuation. It must be uh, taken out separately and uh, is got to be paid for outside of your, oh, well, your, your, it's got to be paid out of the household budget. It can't be paid out of superannuation. Right, eh? So just to, well, before we go there, what, what's trauma? What, to, oh, tra give me a definition here. All right. Well, a trauma is uh, you may have had a heart attack stroke, cancer, uh, bypass surgery. There's, there's numerous definitions, or, or I'll call them, uh, and I, it's, it's, they're all very similar as far as like, I don't want to go and put a number on it because yeah. each, each and every uh, insurance pr provider uh, has uh, different, different definitions, uh, and some will put all of cancer under under the cancer definition, but others might break that down into four, five, or or multiple. So, yep. so there's no point in just trying to say, oh, there's X number of, of definitions. But what it is is trauma insurance is covering you for the big four. So, in the event of you having, let's say, uh, prostate cancer, and on that basis uh, you have been diagnosed, and then you've followed up with treatment. The whole idea it was brought out. Um, by uh, Christian Barnard because what he was seeing when he he's a, a, a fabulous heart surgeon out of South Africa um, yep. and it was decided and, and he was seeing these young people coming to him who uh, their heart was they're having heart problems and they couldn't work and because of that they were deteriorating and because they were deteriorating they had no money because they couldn't go and work yep. so the idea around trauma insurance which is 
started back in the 60s, I think, it was to allow you, it's living insurance. So mm-hmm. you're not actually dead, but it's there to yep. give you a lump sum in order to pay for your, medic, right. pay for your medical expenses, pay for uh, the, time, the time that you're off work as far as supplementing your living expenses, yep. allowing you to get on in life and perhaps recover or give you enough money that you can stay off work for a little bit longer should you not have uh, an appropriate level of income protection. So you you mentioned the big four. So I think you've got into cancer. So what are the other three? Is it heart attack or? Heart heart attack, stroke, cancer, and bypass surgery. Stroke, heart attack, stroke, and? Cancer and bypass surgery. All right. So not a road accident then? No, not really. That's right. more that, yep. that that a road accident. If you're disabled for an extended period of time, that's where your income protection is going to cut in. But if it's right. super super bad and goes for more than six months, and you're totally and permanently disabled, then you might start to look at uh, a claim uh, under uh, the total and permanent disability. Yeah. Okay. So there's actually four insurances. There's life insurance, income protection insurance. TPD, Total and Permanent Disability Insurance, and Trauma Cover. Yep. And Trauma Cover, I think you said, can't be paid out of your super. Correct. But Life Insurance, TPD, and Income Protection can? Yes, there's limited. Uh, yes, they, yes. In a sh- the short answer is yes, uh, but there are certain requirements under the CIS Act which uh, mean that you cannot have certain, um, I'll call it benefits, uh, for example, um, let's say I'm a builder uh, or, or a tradie and yep. I know or I want to make sure I've got what's called day one accident. So in the event of me having a, an accident, I put a, a, a nail through my foot um, inadvertently using the nail gun uh, yep. and all of a sudden I can't go to work. On, I did that on Friday, and on Monday I find myself that I can't go to work. <laughs> your, your foot's nailed to the floor. Yes, you can't yes. get out. You can't go anywhere. <laughs> I can't go anywhere. So on that on that yep. basis, uh, with the the policy uh, having a day one accident, you'll find that that is not available for uh, superannuation funds. It's got to be a policy that's held outside of super. Right. So right. once again, very important that you. Speak to a professional because that might be something that 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 is important to you. Because yeah. if if you have a look at it, and I think a lot of people think, oh, I've got income protection. You see the ad, and and you know it on TV, and it's always, oh yeah, such and such couldn't make it to work. Oh, he's got income protection. But you've got to think about well, how long is the waiting period? Now, the waiting period could be anything of oh, fourteen days, thirty days, sixty days. 90 days, even up to two years. But you've got to look at that and say, well, what happens if I have a 30-day? Now, the majority of my clients will have a 30-day wait. And what that means is that if I had an accident and I was sick for a period, let's say I broke my arm or I came off a bus or off my bike or something like that, and I couldn't go to work. So on that basis, I've actually got to be off for 30 days in order to qualify. Now, having qualified, I've then got to be off for the next 30 days in order to 
get and receive my first payment. Goodness me. Now, how many days is that, David? We're up to two months just about. We've, so, yeah. we've, we've just done two months and we haven't received a cent. So hence why this is really important with what you do and all of your spending planners out there. They should be looking at this as a critical uh, part of the planning process as far as the cash flow is concerned because if the client can't support themselves for 60 days and they throw everything on the credit card, what's it going to be like after that 60-day period? Yeah. So you've got to and, – and this is something that I'm finding very much. Yes, it's important to be able to do this, but premiums have gone through the roof. They've become very, very expensive. Uh, some have mm -hmm. gone up as much as 25%. So yeah. pe people are saying, well, that's great, Kent. I, I need this income protection. I know it's really important. But what other solutions could I have – um, particularly knowing that I might have a, a home loan that I need to repay, make payments, make payments on. So yeah. one of yeah. the things there, and this, this is something that I think is very useful for your spending planners, is to make sure that there's adequate in the offset account that you might be able to support yourself for a period of 60 days. Yeah. Well, since coronavirus came along, Carolyn and I have been banging on about, and we're not the only ones, about the need to have at least a three-month nest egg stashed oh, away. Absolutely. Yeah. Totally um, agree. And, that, and that's why I say it, it, that's really good planning, David, because, again, people are starting to look at it. But a lot of people, if you haven't got uh, that sort of liquidity that you can um, squirrel away 60 days, um, you're under a real lot of financial stress. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it just doesn't make sense to put yourself in that position. I think a lot of people have woken up to this um, since the, the coronavirus came along. And we, I mean, I, I made a comment in one of the other podcasts that my parents, when they were children, they were growing up through the Great Depression of the 1930s, yep. almost 90 years ago. And they were a generation of savers. And I, my, my mother, she's 91 and still... If I leave a room and I leave the light on, she goes and switches the light off because what was beaten into her as a kid is you do not waste anything and you save, you pay cash for everything because look at all of these people who are out of work and and they just learnt that you live that way. But over a period of 90 years or 89 years, um, people became, oh, it doesn't really matter. They forgot about the Great Depression. They forgot about that hardship and you know, money's available freely spend, 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 and then all of a sudden it's like coronavirus and, ho, oh, what happened? Yeah. I <laughs> it's think a wake-up call. It is a massive wake-up call, and I think you're right. Um, waste not, want not was a, a, a fabulous saying that was, I think it was Sydney Kidman, uh, one yep. of the great Australian stockmen of Australia or cattlemen of Australia. And yep. that all came back to the fact of, of the Depression years. You know, I've, yep. my, my dad's still alive, uh, and on that basis, he that they squirrel away the money uh, yep. and they will not waste a cent. And I think that's where we as a generation, this generation will no doubt become a, a, a generation of squirrelers because I'm, I'm pretty sure in the Great Depression there was no such thing as a job seeker or a job keeper. Quite uh, sure. And on that basis, I think that's where we 
we're not out of the woods yet. Uh, everything is starting to, to pick up and, and let's hope that it continues. But yeah. I think there's going to be a lot of heartache for a lot of people still. And that's why we've got to look after everyone and we've got to try and, 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 and help. And that as a yep. society, hopefully we will all lift um, put lift our share, fair share and uh, help each other. And I think that's, yeah, yeah. that's a big thing. Now, time's getting away on us, Kent, so I just, um, I'm just going to go back. There's one thing about income protection that I don't think I've mentioned, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. Is it seven, you can only insure up to, is it 70% of your income? Well, it's 75%. 75%. You'll often also, you'll have uh, some of the industry funds going up to as high as 85%, but what they're doing, okay. they're, they're adding in the superannuation um, yep. as far as the 9.5%. But right, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, so all right. So, there's one last thing that I, I know I've heard you bang on about in the past that we haven't mentioned today, and that's level and step premiums on insurance. Oh, so David. Can, can, oh, yeah. Is that um, is that another another conversation? Oh, I think it is another conversation, mate. Because we're we as I say, we've just ticked over your thirty minutes, and I don't want to yep. bore people with uh, <laughs> uh, insurances. But, mate, I'm I'm happy to come back and discuss that. So really what it boils down to, people can see these advertisements on TV and go, oh, I'll take out some insurance and there's absolutely no advice, no guarantee that what they're buying is going to suit their needs when they have a need. Correct. Or they can go to a qualified person such as yourself, a financial planner, and and basically look at risk profiles, you know, what's your job, what, what's the chance that you could get injured at work, what what age are you, all, all manner of family um configurations and situations and where you're at in life yep. to, to, to plan what insurances that you do take out so that you don't end up wishing you got advice instead of watching some commercial on TV and going, oh, I should buy that. One thing that I will say, David, in, in, in just re- winding this up is beware of direct insurance. One, it'll be more expensive than what you would get under superannuation or as a retail product. Right. Two, there is no underwriting. That could be a bit of a problem because what they do with underwriting, and happy to talk about this at another 30-second, 30 uh, 30-minute 30, 30 session, um, <laughs> but underwriting is whereby they look at you, the insured, and they check out what the risk is, and they do that up front. With direct insurance and what they're talking about on telly is that they do that at the end of the, the day. So when you go to claim... And potentially, if you have a claim and you had a pre-existing condition and that pre-existing condition was the reason for your uh, disability or ailment or premature death, then yep. they, they will not pay. They won't pay. They won't pay. And you've been, right. you've, you've been putting money aside for all those years. And for nothing. An, and another thing, you need to see whether the insurance policy is cancellable or not. So, therefore, that is another reason for having another chat. Happy, but, happy to do so. Righty, I think we should do that because that sounds like a whole minefield in itself just there. Mm. All right. So, Kent, thank you very much. How could people get in contact with you if they wanted to talk to you further about any of this? Uh, mate, we're uh, K2 Wealth. Uh, we're at Spring Hill. We're in Brisbane. Um, yep. We're doing a lot more Zoom meetings with clients. So even if someone wants to just... Uh, or ring the office and have a bit of a chat. Um, our, our number is 07 3368 2002. That, that should 
get us through the office. Or if they want my mobile, it's 0417 229 0009. Right, and k2wealth.com.au. So that's the the letter K, the number two, and the word wealth followed by .com.au. Yep, and if someone wants to have a bit of a chat, we're happy to sit them down and and have a a, a Zoom meeting if they want. Uh, No charge initially, but um, after... If we have to go and investigate and give them guidance and help them to find out what they've got currently, uh, we do charge a fee for that. Um, but yep. then, um, mate, that's the, they're then assured of knowing that uh, they're having uh, it probably properly reviewed, which is important. Yep. So that's the main. Which thing. is. Great. Yeah. All, right, All right. Thanks very much, Kent. That was great. Um, no making a, a really dry and boring subject somewhat interesting so thank you very much pleasure mate pleasure so there you have it if you're someone who's been ignoring the risks associated with not insuring yourself and your ability to earn an income i hope we've given you some food for thought if you have any comments to make about this topic or questions you would like answered send us an email admin at spendingplannersinstitute.com i'll pass your question on to kent and have him supply an answer Now, if you're not a member of our Facebook group, I encourage you to join. It's a great place to get answers to your innermost questions about money. Just search for Succeed With Money podcast within Facebook and request to join the group. Succeed With Money is a podcast series by the Spending Planners Institute. We look forward to chatting with you again next time when we'll be discussing another interesting topic relating to life and money. Because you know what? Nobody fails with money on purpose. Thanks for listening. Bye for now.